What's up, bruh? You're listening to an FTCR podcast. <laughs> Nerd. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a, another action-filled episode of Sonic Says. Uh, I'm Gareth. And I'm Jonathan. <laughs> and um, today is something of, of the first of kind of a new new slight spin-off, you can maybe say. We're doing interviews, hooray, because we've finally badgered what is people. It? Is it like uh, Sonic has other people say stuff? This, this is welcome to an episode of Knuckles Says. Um, <laughs> we're going to interview people. The first, Our first guest from the... Uh, Archie Burke, Sam and Jonathan and I are very excited. We we absolutely love her pencils. We love love her pencils. Um, but it, it is a, a, a euphemism. We love her penciling work. I did, oh. I said that. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> um, I would you know we're, we're going to bring her on, on on a second. This is slightly awkward because she's she's not, you know, we're in a scalp call with her now and we're speaking like she's not in the room. <laughs> but um, Jonathan, can you remember what, what was your first issue before we bring her on? What was your first issue? I remember her first. Well, she did a couple. Um, off panels before uh, Waves of Change, but Waves of Change was her first story arc. And it was, was amazing. It was awesome. And in case you couldn't <laughs> tell, we are of course referring to the one and only Jennifer Hernandez. Welcome, Jennifer. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, you are more, more than, than welcome. Uh, it's, it's weird because you haven't, again, I guess in terms of, of the history of the book, you haven't been on it. Your tenure hasn't been that long, but I would say you've made such an impact. A lot of people who we speak to who like the book always cite your work as yeah. some of their favorite because it is, is it is just so good well thank you thank you <laughs> you are more than welcome um so i guess we'll um kick off which kind of i guess most of these interviews would normally kick off with something like how did you get into the comic book industry to um, begin with um hmm. i wouldn't really say i'm in the comic book industry just yet <laughs> this is really the only book that i work on but um I wouldn't say so short. You are, you know, a professional artist and in a, I mean, in a good selling book. And it looks, it, it must look impressive to be like, yeah, I'm part of this longest running uh, video game <laughs> adaptation are, comic. You are part of comic book history, Jennifer. Yeah. You know, please don't, don't say so short in that. You regard. should, you should go into like the DC offices or something, <laughs> slap down uh, Guinness Book of World Records, and it's like, I was on this book. Yeah. Where, where's Batman? Not in here. Get out of here. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Um, just a little bit nervous. Um, oh, try, try, we we are far more nervous. Yeah, than I'm like, you oh, crap! I forgot all of the questions I've been asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me see. I got in the book um, a couple of years ago. Uh, there was a while before I actually had work, uh, like an assignment to do. But um, it was back at New York Comic Con in maybe 2010 that I first met uh, Paul Kaminsky and some of the other artists at uh, Archie Sonic. And um, I was just showing them some of my fan art just because I wanted to get, uh, I get some, um, I guess what I, um, I was trying to get a feedback of what they would think of, you know, what I was doing because it was largely influenced from their stuff, you know, reading this book when I was a little kid. Mm. So, uh, it was really cool to hear from them, and uh, Spaz was the one who was like, hey, maybe you should show this to Paul and 
uh, tried to get work on the book, and it kind of just spiraled from there. Oh, that's so cool. That's, I have to say, the second you said spaz, me and Trevor just, oh, Joyce just dropped. They're like, <gasps> spaz. That's like, yeah. that's like, uh, <laughs> that's like, like daddy, uh, daddy Sonic comic art. Well, was that's like, like, you go and do it, kid. That's like Michael Jordan saying, you know, you should play basketball. That's yeah. like, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty damn good praise. <laughs> that's how I felt. That was really. Uh, at first, I thought he was joking. I was like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> so, um, but so when you were trying to, so, was Sonic the only book you tr- um you tried to get work on, or was it just like that? Was you know, was it like did you have you applied to other books as well? Uh, yeah, no, Sonic was the only one that I've tried for so far. Yeah, if you um. Because I've, I've uh, seen a lot of work on your Tumblr. You do uh, some My, My Little Pony. There's a lot of My Little Pony, actually. And then mm-hmm. um, the stuff that I, I really liked was you recently did a uh, Chibi Steven Universe. Both of those have comic books. <laughs> have you ever thought about going in and uh, trying to apply for those? Or, or if there's any other comic book that you might be interested in trying to uh, do pencils or artwork for? I have. I have thought about trying... But the thing is that I, um, since I'm still kind of new to drawing comic books in general, like, this wasn't really something I thought I was going to be doing Mm. when I I went to school for animation, so I was really trying to get into that for a while, but, you know, the job market for that isn't really easy to get into. Yeah. Uh, so, Mm. I'm still, there's still a lot that I'm learning. I think once I get a little more comfortable with the Sonic stuff, maybe I'll I'll try for more. Okay, get those, um... Another kind of kind of question we have, like, how do you balance kind of? Well, I guess with kind of a, a licensed character like Sonic, it's different than say an original character like, like say Batman or Spider Man, because you know kids who read the comics would primarily come from the games, mm-hmm. and in the games he has he is kind of like well, for the last five years he's had a model like he's you know he has like yeah. one model that's been used since Unleashed. So how like do you find it hard to kind of? Influence your artwork yeah, on that model. I mean, yeah, I mean, did you find it hard to kind of stay on model while still make? Because you know, all, every, like all the artists, you, you can look at it and say, like, you know, that that's Trace Yardy, that's Evan Stanley, that's Ben Bates, that's, that's Ben Bates, Bates you know, Butler. like everyone that does kind of have their their own style, but a lot of them do kind of kind of I kept them in the there's same some sort model. Of, there's some sort of deviation between like um, your work has this really nice, smooth, chibi lightness to it that I really love. Mm. Um, it was like, with like say, uh, Evan Stanley, did, did, there's like a lot of like extra line and like, like, yeah. like scratches, I guess, is it kind of a bad way to well, and put it's, it? Well, it's a lot, um, it's kind of more uh, form. There's more form to it. Mm. I, I would say her... Structure. Her, yeah. So like, is it, with, with, with someone like that, like say, how much, how much, in, how much say... How much are you allowed to kind of deviate from, say, his his set look? Or is it is it something that you have to go through either with Archie or Sega to be like this is straying too far from how he's meant to look, kind of thing? Like, has that ever cru- cropped up at all? Yes, it has actually. It does a lot, especially with Sonic Boom now because that's new. So Sega's a lot more involved with that and how it looks and wanting it to be closer to the games. Mm. And the TV show, you know, more so than maybe the regular Sonic series. Mm. I think they have a little more freedom with the regular Sonic series to slightly deviate from his, you know, his model. Interesting. Yeah, but um, I know with the Sonic Boom stuff, they're being a little, a little more strict with that. <laughs> Speaking of Sonic Boom, um, this is—you're uh, not just doing like uh, pencils for it, like you were doing uh, on. 
the regular ongoing Sonic the Hedgehog book, you're actually doing finishes of um, of uh, finishes, and then uh, Ryan Jampol is plotting it out. How hey. how does that differ work wise? How do you decide um, where you're going to influence the art and where you're like okay i'm really gonna let his pencils shine because i mean it's i i read uh issue three of sonic boom and i have to say both of your art like you do a really nice job of mm. putting making both of your artwork shine because i mean whenever i see amy i'm like well that's totally jennifer and then <laughs> like the front page sonic i'm like that's that's a really nice uh it's got a really nice ryan jample aspects to it mm-hmm. how do you kind of balance that that's really interesting that you say that um, let me see. Um, hmm. I'm sorry, I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> the Sonic, because uh, the Sonic Boom model is kind of new to me, hmm. I've really been sticking to Ryan's model of it because I kind of like what he does with it. I, I hmm. like how he draws Sonic. But like you said, when it comes to Amy or maybe Tails, I kind of go more into my own uh, way of doing it. Um... I don't know. I don't know how I balance it, but it's true what you say. I'm glad you mentioned it. I try to, you know, let more of his work show through, you know, since we're both working on it together. I I, uh, I would like it to be, you know, to show that it's both of us. Because I could have a little more influence on what it looks like since yeah. I am doing the finals, but I don't like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I feel like you guys have a very good rapport. Is that like... um. Do you guys have, like, a really good, um, behind-the-pages, like, friendship? Oh, yeah. Mine's my buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, going, kind of going back to something you said earlier about when you were showing your art to some of the bigger, um, some of the people in the book at the time, Mm -hmm. who would you say are your biggest influences, both, kind of, within the Sonic comic book and just, say, in comic books in general? Or, you know, you could even branch out, like, um, you know, if there was, like, anime Animation, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so who would you say... Are your biggest influences just in terms of, of artwork and what kind of what inspired you to want to start drawing? Mm. Well, I've been drawing for a long time, ever since I was a little kid. Um, I really wanted to work on Disney movies. That's what really got me started drawing in the first place. When I was a kid, I wanted to grow up and work at Disney and do like hand drawn animation. But uh, not, uh, not for... anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, exactly. Such a shame. When I got in college, all well, that kind of shut down. So I was like, oh crap. Um, <laughs> Um, but for the comic books, I would say Spaz was definitely one of the biggest influences since he's been there, uh, you know, pretty much since the start of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I know, I know that, um, in terms of, of things like, like the artwork, I'm always, I, that's why I love so much about, um, Worlds Collide, it's like every issue kind of has like a Spaz yeah. cover, <laughs> like, I'd, I'd, I'd love, like, is it maybe to go on a slight tangent, I'm not sure if you noticed, but like, is it... Is it just a case of he's too busy? Why he doesn't do like any like penciling anymore? He just seems to just like maybe it's in terms of Sonic. He just seems to just do covers now. Like he hasn't really done any like interiors for a while. Yeah, I don't know. I have, I have no idea. Right. <laughs> I wish I did know though. I, I would love to see more of his work. Him but, and Ben Bates, but oh, I know Ben Bates. Uh, yeah, such a, such a like, shame he's he like left. the it guy for me. <laughs> it's like why well, I want to be that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So so how so what um so again as uh, Jonathan said your first work on the book was um, doing some of the off panels so I guess mm-hmm. after you had shown some of your work to Paul Kaminsky I mean I think this is a 
think that the same thing happened with Evan Stanley. Does say does the IT book kind of use off panels as a way to just kind of like test out new new talent essentially? Right. Okay. So so like how many how many of those um, if you can remember how many of those would you have had to have done before you were kind of um, asked to do a kind of a uh, full story? Of the off panels, I did two. I think it was two sets of those. A set being uh, four, because you can fit like four strips on one page. So oh, I did gotcha, two of those. Okay. So that was probably eight issues of off panels. Do you do <laughs> the all of the off panels for a story arc, or is it just like random issues? Yeah, because I, I think some sometimes it, it it varies. Right. I guess it depends on uh, how the issues are going. Like you go in order of you know an issue number. Mm-hmm. So whatever's going on in those issues, that's that's what you're drawing for. But especially with stuff like uh, Sonic Universe, it seems that you're drawing for that arc, since those arcs are basically four issues every time. Now, you said uh, you, you came on in, uh, or or did you just uh, approach them in 2010? They didn't really, like, hire you on or have contact with you until later? Or were they having you do something else before the off-panels? Um... Right, no, I approached them in 2010, but I didn't uh, get signed on for a little while after. I was sending Paul samples. Okay. Because I hadn't drawn comics, like, ever. So he basically taught me from the ground up how to do that. <laughs> um, now, is there anything that, going through this process, you would suggest to other people that want to send in um, their work for to try to get uh, a job in the comic book industry? That maybe you wish you would have known. Hmm. Um. That's an interesting question, because it kind of happened uh, haphazardly, I guess, for me. Like, mm. I it wasn't something that I intended. If I had intended it, I probably would have gone about it differently. I'm not sure. I really don't know how to answer that. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> I kind of just fell into it. But if you're planning on doing it. Um, definitely want to send, you know, different samples of different kinds of artwork, uh, definitely, you know, different samples of Sonic artwork, but then try to branch out because sometimes you're not always drawing Sonic, you know, there's human characters and there's robots. You want to show that you can, you're versatile and you can do different kind of things. Uh, definitely show, you know, backgrounds, things like that. You have to have like a well-rounded portfolio. Is it, to go something like that, is that something that, um... What would you say came easiest to you, like kind of the the, the character stuff, or because obviously you have to, have to populate these characters in, in a background. So that I know that there's some people who you can kind of look at and say that they do characters far better than they do yeah. backgrounds. Some people are better yeah. at doing that. Yeah, backgrounds I'm one of those people. <laughs> 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 is that something like how is that something you you had to kind of train harder for? Because I know like whenever. A, a lot of people on say on say DeviantArt when they can they can draw a bunch of different styles, but they tend to just draw singular characters. Yeah, you know, they're not, at least the ones I've seen. So I don't populate DeviantArt too much. I, I must admit, but um, you know, I, sometimes I just because I would imagine that to me, it just seems like drawing the backgrounds would be the hardest thing to do. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's not the most exciting. Yeah. Exactly, it's not like the most fun thing. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> well, I guess with Sonic, you 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 like ga- drawing game levels that are very vibrant and colorful. Mm-hmm. So I guess it, right. it's not as bad as like going outside and being like, "I'll draw this tree and put it." <laughs> <laughs> Lots of trees and boom, though. Oh Lots yeah, of jungle and forest and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, of boom, so you were working on on the main series. So when 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 you came to uh 
start doing pencils for boom was that like a like a big thing because i know he um matt holmes i know that um he was asked to leave Mega Man to work on boom for something like does your work on on the boom comic or does that kind of negate you being able to spend as much time on doing stuff for the main book or is it just you would you know paul kaminsky was just like want to draw an issue of boom yeah, that's basically how it is. <laughs> like, if you're doing something for Boom, he's not going to ask you to do something for the main book, yeah. too. You know, while you're working on one thing, he's not going to pile on other stuff. Plus, okay. there's, like, tons of other artists anyway, so. Yeah, is it pretty much uh, Paul just sends you an email and you just do it? Basically, yeah. He's like, yeah. hey, do you want to do this? Um, yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> that, that's and a... if not, go find somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> that's That brings up another thing. You've done uh, two excellent... Or ones that ones that's uh, one that is just about to come out, but I would say holiday themed variant covers. <laughs> I, I feel like you're like the holiday uh, cover go girl or something. Uh, is is that necessarily true, or is that like, or is it, is it just coincident that yeah. you did the um, Christmas and Valentine's Day variant covers? You know, <laughs> I didn't even realize that it was a, like a valentine's day cover um like, now that you said it, it's like oh that's why yeah. <laughs> you know they, um they kind of just sent me the ideas for that like the holiday thing paul sent me the idea for that he was like hey how about having all the characters like around the table and just crazy stuff just happening all over so it's like oh, okay <laughs> sure i'll do that and then i just came up with the idea and showed it to him but like that um valentine's day cover that was like all him oh yeah <laughs> it was just like draw it like this and I'm like, okay sure now, thing. <laughs> now since you are doing the shipping cover i've got to ask who do you ship <laughs> uh blaze and omega definitely <laughs> <laughs> otp forever <laughs> i wish that was one of the, one of the the funnier kind of like side jokes they have running in the book yeah. that Ian has that like Omega's just like obsessed with Blaze. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Let's burn things together. <laughs> so the true form of love. <laughs> love in its purest form. So when you um so when it came to again your first kind of issues were Waves of Change, which again big 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 fans of. Um was was that something where I, I believe for Issue three, there was just like a scheduling conflict where you couldn't finish issue three, part three of that rather. Mm-hmm. But so, so when when something like that happens, like if you have to miss, I mean, I guess my question is because then issue four, I believe, had a different artist from issue three as well. Well, it was I think it was uh, Tracy Ardley and then Lamar Wells and Tracy Ardley on three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I, I guess I guess my question is so because unfortunately you had to miss out three, was there ever talk of you doing part four of that? To kind of make there it... was, and I, I'm not sure what happened in between the talk of it. Because, like, one day it was like, yeah, you can do it. And then the next day it was like, oh, we gave it to somebody else. I was like, oh, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. <laughs> well, that's a that's a damn shame because I yeah. loved you. <laughs> Again, I, I, I wanted see... to finish it, but I was like, all right. You know, I really wasn't in a position to be like, give it to me. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess I, like, I... Right. <laughs> I said this to you on... Um... Twitter, but there's there's the I think it's issue one of Waves of Change when they're it's if they're underwater and Sonic has this panel of, of him saying like thinking how much he hates water, yeah. like the expression <laughs> you drew for him on that like I want that framed on a poster. It's <laughs> so good. I have that original page. That's like my favorite one. Oh, I actually trade pages with uh, Terry Austin because yeah. like when we get the original stuff back, 
uh, it's split between like the penciler and the inker, and he got that page, and I was like, I want that page. <laughs> I don't give you any amount of money or whatever. <laughs> but we traded, so it was good. Uh, now, do they split when they give you your pages back? Do they like split those evenly between the two of you, or or do I think they? I get like a little bit more than he does. Okay. Okay. Um, do they? Um, another question because. Uh, at conventions, uh, artists will, like, sell issues of the books that they've drawn for. Um, I, I've always wondered, does Archie send you copies that you can sell uh, through yourself? Or of you have the to, book or yeah, the artwork? Uh, of the book. No. Okay. I've never gotten anything. But I know when we were at, the, at New York Comic Con, uh, Ryan and I were sharing a table. Mm -hmm. And he had done the cover for the... Um, that convention, like the convention exclusive cover, yeah. and they gave him some that he could sell there, but, you know, because he drew it. Yeah. Mm. And it, because it was that cover for that con. But, um, as far as, like, doing the interior pencils or something like that, no, I don't get uh, issues that I can sell. Okay. Okay. Speaking of, of cons, to go off on a quick tangent, I was so bummed that we didn't run into you, um, Sonic Boom. Yeah, I was too, but that, that was a mad house anyway <laughs> that was kind of crazy that was I, I i love the fact that tracy had the longest line throughout the entire over most of it oh, i was on that line forever and all i wanted to do was say like hi to the guy <laughs> but like if you try to get in front of it people were like hey where are you going and i was like all right yo never mind i'll just wait that was the first <laughs> as soon as i got there that's the i spent like 45 minutes yeah we were like 10th in line or something we were, we were one of the some of the first people in there we just spent like 45 minutes yeah, well, because everyone wanted to sketch. Yeah, yeah everyone. that's what it was. Well, he, he must have been drawing the whole night. Oh, yeah. Even by the time I actually saw him, he was, like, very disheveled. And <laughs> he must have made some good bank, though, because, like, that line was busy the entire yeah. night. Crazy. I, I don't know. My biggest regret is, because I got a sketch from him, my biggest regret is not asking it to be Boom Shadow in the Hawaiian shirt. It's my <laughs> biggest regret. One of these days, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get him to do it one day. Um... But go back to uh, question. So, Waves of Change um, was kind of you know it's kind of had this showed us a new side of Morbius, the under the under um, water civilization, which I can yeah. of now Meropis Meropis. I asked Ian Flynn how to pronounce it, and I think it's Meropis. Meropis. It just sounds weird. Like the last part sounds really weird. Yeah, like Meryl, I don't know how to pronounce it. The underwater place that you drew. <laughs> yeah, it's like a completely new part of like. Any canon. I don't think there's ever been, like, an actual society underwater before. Normally it's just, like... Ruins. Like, yeah, yeah. Like empty, like, yeah. abandoned ruins underwater. So, so, so something like like that, do you get, like, do you get to design those new characters? Or would they, would you be, say, given, like, these are what they should look like? Or how, to what extent could you, um, play with that concept? Yeah. Um, those, the main characters for that arc I was given, like, I was okay. given references for those, like, Coral and Razor and Pearly, those characters, and, uh, Crusher, Captain, whatever his name was? Uh, I think it was... Striker. Yeah. I, for, uh, look, I already forgot their names. <laughs> <laughs> what about, them? Um... Like, those people I was given, like, the actual yeah. characters, I was given those models, and, like, maybe some slight reference for possible background people. Okay. But right. those, yeah. So who, who designed those then? Do you know, like, who... The initial design for those? I think it was Ian and Aaliyah. Okay. Because I think Aaliyah Baker, I think she was the one who did the drawings for them, but I think the ideas were Ian and hers. Okay. Oh, that's cool. 
So oh, I think I like them. I don't know. I think they did a good job. <laughs> yeah, I think they look really good. They, they it, it would be interesting to see if Sega puts out a game that has underwater like animal people mm-hmm. and see how that the those designs different from like their concept of well, it. Well, I, I will say since, you know, um well, especially post reboot, like how all the characters they've they they've they're designed now to fit in more with the game canon, mm. which something I, I would go back and, and read some of the older issues, and it kind of like like the the, the game characters sometimes stood out, like mm. yeah. they, like they didn't feel like they fit in this world where it should be the other way around, obviously, which is what they're yeah. doing now. I mean, mm-hmm. as long as I was reading it, because uh, I've read it for for a long, long time, <laughs> um, I, I felt once Tracy came on, it really. Um, yeah, that really stopped being a problem for me, at least. I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, it'd be it'd be wrong to say that all the art before Tracy yeah. came on was terrible because it's not. There was some good work there, but I'd say. Well, yeah. I wasn't even saying it was terrible. Oh, I was just saying, saying that he was a very good. <laughs> yeah, he was a good person to make it like mesh with a Sega style. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, you know, I'm just gonna put throw my hat out there. Some of those issues. Uh, who who approved that? Like <laughs> seriously, who approved that? I'm gonna assume Sega didn't care that much in the beginning. Maybe, there's some know. issues where they they're so off model it's not even funny <laughs> those characters yeah. <laughs> how long so you you say you uh you read the book as a kid how long uh like how early did you get into it uh the sonic series mm. uh, let me see i think it was 1996 oh when really? I started reading it. so i think i started somewhere in the 30s Okay, that's a good. That's a good. Good yeah, place to good. start. I that's where I was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like right yeah. around that end game saga yeah. stuff. Because I, uh, I I started a little later, but I picked all that stuff. Like I, I probably entered around like right after end game, maybe closer to sixty. But um, like that, like around like twenty five to fifty, I, I think are some of my favorites. So. Mm-hmm. Going off from that, what would you say was um, the most? What was your favorite arc of that b- before you started? What was your favorite arc, just to read as a fan? Um, probably the Knuckles three issue miniseries. Hmm. That was really the first thing that like stuck with me. I haven't read it, so I got, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read that. What is it about that that really stuck with you? Um. I don't know. That's that was my first um, introduction, I guess, to the Chaotix because yeah. I hadn't played the game at the time. So it was like I really, I really felt for those guys and Knuckles' friendship with them and stuff like that. I really liked that. I don't know. I like that. I have to say, this is is a is a. I'm going to slow it This is a slight mm-hmm. nitpick for me that I brought up with, with some people. So so HBO. Mm-hmm. So. I know for like actual actual comedians, the horn is in the kind of the forehead, but but game SBO, his horn is kind of where a nose would be, <laughs> and like you you haven't done it yourself, but there's sometimes in Archie they stick it in his forehead, huh. and I don't know, it just it I, it makes me mad. We're gonna have every artist on this podcast, <laughs> and you're going to say to each and every in single one of them. Stop putting SPO's horn in his forehead. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're doing it. It, it and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit next to you, embarrassed and ashamed. It doesn't match the canon of the games, Jonathan. <laughs> Everything else about the book I love. It's just that whenever I see that, it's just like, no, 
I don't know. I haven't really Stop noticed that. Maybe I'll now I'll keep an eye out. I can't. I can't. <laughs> st- see, it, it was like one day I noticed it, and now I can't unsee it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could go back to when I didn't care. Your <laughs> innocence. My innocence has been taken from me because SBO's and the horn is wrong. Which I will admit is the geekiest thing to ever complain about. But I do. Everybody has something. <laughs> There's still people who are mad about Blue Arm, Sonic, and Boom, so don't feel bad. Have you, have you ever gotten upset about something that way? Like, you know, as you said, everyone's gotten upset about stuff. Like, I think... Um, Green eyes. I think I might have been like a... a Soap shoes guy. They didn't like soap point. shoes. I, I thought they were you didn't weird. Like those? I don't know. Were they ever in the book? I know they're in SA too, but were they ever in the book? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think so, but I don't remember. I liked how like, kind of like how Tracy kind of redesigned them to look like more like actual like sneakers. She gave them like the traction yeah. on the on the bottom. I like mm-hmm. how Tracy Yardley draws the bottoms of everybody's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like, other... I would not even take the time of day to like <laughs> sit and design that, but he did that, and I'm like, wow. Well, yeah. I, when I spoke to him, he said it was kind of like a double edged sword. Like he liked it, but then it's like oh, I have to keep doing it now. Every yeah, time. every time. But, but I believe. <laughs> I believe Sega have, have like said don't do that anymore because they want it to be really? they, they want it to match the games. He doesn't have that in the games. Uh... So apparently, yeah, the games he has just like a line on Yeah, the so apparently like now he just shoes on that detailed anymore. <laughs> so he doesn't have any traction, he's just gonna slip all over the place. I guess. <laughs> Pretty much. So um to go back to boom, how do you do you find it um like harder or easier to draw like the boom um designs? I mean, you know, because well, let's, let's be fair, most of them are the same, but like mm-hmm. do you find find it harder to, to draw steroid knuckles? <laughs> a little bit. It's just like, um, the only real difference between them is that they're a little taller. Mm. So that's kind of hard for me to get used to, but, you know, they're not so bad. It's just Sonic with, like, different clothes. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about, um, uh, Marine? I mean, Sticks. How'd you find, how'd you find her on <laughs> <Marine>? her? <laughs> her hair is annoying. I like yeah. it, but I can never get it right. I don't feel like I do it right. Because I'm looking at, like, her, her hair does... To me, it doesn't make any sense how, how it works. It's like, <laughs> it's like she has two spikes like Sonic has that goes right out, but you know they're supposed to be like fur. Well, her head's a boomerang. That's, it's an odd shape. <laughs> I didn't you realize that. that. Yeah, That's genius. Her head's a boomerang, dude. Her head's a boomerang. to throw her. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like uh, Wolverine and Colossus doing uh, a fastball special, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I wanted to... Um, with things like, because now it seems that um, every issue has a, a variant cover, and the upcoming Sonic Universe 75 is going to have 7.5 yeah. variant cover. For something like yeah, this. It's technically 8. <laughs> I know. It's, we, know we know it's safe. It's been marketed as 7.5. Yeah, yeah. Um, weird, you just don't understand, Sarah. <laughs> well, I, I'm saying a 7. I'm just wondering what the comics say. 7.5. Yeah. Um, but something like that is it would would say would I assume Paul signs those? Would he just randomly be like, "Hey, you want to do a variant for this?" Mm-hmm. Or is it? Or would you say like, "I'd like to do one"? Like, how does do you it... ever get to pitch anything? Like, if you have an idea for a variant cover, I think that's what the the question is. I have I have not, but I haven't had ideas for that, so I don't do that. But uh, <laughs> don't... for next Halloween, can you do one with? <laughs> for next Halloween, can you do one with the Werehog and Vampire Tales? Frankenstein Knuckles and Mummy Shadow. I'll ask Paul. <laughs> hey, there's this guy. 
I talked with him for a little bit. He wants me to do this. It's like, well, we can't do that. Now. Said if we could do this, can we do it? It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, it'd be pretty great. Ian's, Ian's been promising me and a friend for two years that he's going to put all names on body bags carried by Knack the Weasel. Hasn't happened yet. And I'm going to bug him every day until we appear on that <laughs> book. <laughs> I think you should have asked a uh, an artist to do that. Well, I want Ian to write it into the script. And so then send you a copy. So of that Jennifer, script. the next time, the next about what he puts in there. The next time you draw a book that features Knack the Weasel, or if it, even if he's not in there, just have him, just have him holding two body bags with okay. on one that says FTA and the other smoothies. And then uh-huh, you may sorry. you may be fired, but Ian's Ian would yeah. finally have kept his word, and that's what's important to me. You have to you have to keep check on Ian's uh, <laughs> you know honesty. Oh man! <laughs> um, so do you have? Um, do you have like any more like storylines or books coming up? Because I I don't know if you if you, if you can, can talk, talk about. about that, I know I know they do these solicits for a few books in advance. So I think yeah. at this point we know up to April. I want to say right before Worlds Unite. Yeah. So is there anything? Because I don't keep too much track of these solicits. Is there anything before Worlds Unite that you have coming up? It's just more uh, Sonic Boom stuff that I did with Ryan. I think okay. we did four issues together. Awesome! Oh, nice. Because I know it was weird before. Um, before the book came out, like it wasn't so much as marketed as such, but a lot of people thought that it was going to be Evan Stanley's book, kind of like how yeah. Universe was Tracy's book. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you know, I'm you know again like it's it's weird because I love both of your art, and I don't want to pick. I you know I'd love it if maybe you could do one. We issue want each. we want a couple more Sonic books <laughs> so you can each have one. <laughs> we. <laughs> Give Tracy, yeah, I'd love that. You know, we just we have. Like I'm a... sure we all would love that. What's <laughs> yeah. up? Seven Sonic books going on, well, we, and uh... I would buy all the variants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jennifer has a problem <laughs> with the variants. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Now we're just discussing about variants. Oops, secondary, of course. <laughs> Sorry, I infected you. <laughs> That's um, my wife, by the way. <laughs> and she's going to love it when when Universe 25, 75 comes out. Eight covers. <laughs> that Jonathan will buy more. That's his money. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, don't have, we have a joint account where we pay bills, but we have two separate accounts. Mine has no money in it. Sorry, I'm just I'm just looking through a list of questions. There aren't these questions on in, in any order, so I'm trying to find one to say. Now, um, you said you went to school for uh, animation. Um, mm-hmm. Does your did you do a lot of training in storyboarding, and has that really influenced or helped with uh, like page layout and um, say how? Uh, like movement and time and all, all of the things that you work with in from panel to panel in a comic book? I did actually take a class just for story, uh, storyboarding, but no, it didn't really help because I think the writer is really the one that does the timing for like the panels and stuff like that. Mm. Like Ian really is really <laughs> detailed in what he, mm. you know, how he wants a page laid out and what he wants going on in each panel. When it when it comes to that though, are, are you allowed to kind of go off script sometimes? If see if say, I'm sure it doesn't happen often, but say Ian is is kind of 
asking for say a lot of stuff on a page are you allowed to kind of sometimes simplify like a panel because I know I think Tracy said sometimes he will just condense things yeah so like yeah. It's, it's not always exactly how it's written on the page yeah uh, I know uh, Ryan does that too but mm. I try to stick to what Ian wants <laughs> try to <laughs> as best I can do you guys um as the writer and the artist do you guys um like email or talk a lot while working on an issue or is it very separate like, once you get the script, is it, like, no communication? Um, at first, when I was, like, when I was doing Ways of Change, I didn't really talk to anybody much. Mm. If I had a question, maybe I would ask Ian or Paul or somebody. But, um, the Boom stuff, I talk to Ryan a lot. Yeah. Sometimes I don't understand what he did, so I have to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been anything with, say, when you're... Um, doing the finals over a layout, has there been anything on that where maybe you've slightly changed something or all of that? Do you, do you really stick to what um, Ryan has uh, kind of laid out? Nah, I change stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to, to go back to kind of talking about covers, um, so when you, when you come out with, say, either like a, a main cover or, or a variant, I know how you said for some of your other ones, Paul kind of comes up with the idea. I, I, is that kind of normal that he would just come up and say, you know, do this for the cover? Or are you sometimes allowed to just kind of decide? I know that sometimes, kind of with, with Boom, a lot of the covers for the first four issues that we've seen, like, and, um, unlike, say, the, I don't they're know, par- fairly just like, here's Sonic in the game. It's yeah, not very descriptive. Yeah, it's kind of like, they're more like just kind of posters rather than, say, books for, say, the main series kind of, kind of sum up the story in, in a way, whereas the Boom mm-hmm. ones so far haven't really done that. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, what was your question? Like, if I... <laughs> so, I, I, I guess my question is, when it comes to um, covers, are you always told to, like, you know, the cover should be this, or are you sometimes mm-hmm. allowed to kind of decide that? And if you do, do you do you tend to, say, go for something that would sum up the story of the book, or just, like, a nice visual image, as it were? Okay, the covers I've done, they pretty much gave me the idea, mm-hmm. and okay. told me what to do with it. And, like, they'll give me, or sometimes they'll give me a vague idea and tell me to, like, run with it. But for the pe- the last few that I did was really like here, just draw this, and it's like okay. Jonathan's <laughs> <laughs> thinking of a question. Um, what he thinks of one? I have I have kind of ten just quick fire questions that I tend to ask everyone. We um interview you know you, you can go into as much or as little detail with these as um as your preference but kind of a standard question who in terms of the entire franchise from any cartoon or comic book or game who would you say is your favorite character in the uh, sonic universe hmm probably mighty the armadillo followed very closely by blaze <laughs> no. <laughs> i would say Mighty. i was i was bummed in um sonic heroes when they kicked off mighty yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he like originally going to be in it, or am I just remembering that wrong? I'm not sure. But it always, I always thought it was weird because in in well, in the canon of both games, sorry, of both um, comic books, the American and the British one, he was always the strongest. Yeah. I get I get why they went with Vector to give us some visual, you know, yeah. dynamic within the team. But Mighty's a way better character. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> how are you? How are you digging? Uh, how they're uh, re. Um, Rebranding, uh, re, uh, re, 
not repurposing, like uh, how Mighty and Ray have shown up again and how uh, how, how they've changed them uh, for the new universe. Uh, how are you liking that? I like it. I like it a lot. I like their new looks, too. Yeah. I like the fact that they, we finally have a game character without, glo- you know, the white, the, the Mickey Mouse white yeah. gloves. It's kind of nice they've kind of done that. <laughs> I love the fingerless gloves. I think those yeah, are cool. They're they're cool. cool. I, I like his new shoe because again, I like how they've changed him where he's not, he's not just a complete Sonic clone. Because <laughs> yeah. his, his first design was just Sonic with, you know, red, <laughs> you know, yeah, just yeah. red Sonic kind of. Um, to go off from that, who's your least favorite character? I'm not really a fan of robot characters. Oh, yeah. uh, Emerald or whatever from Sonic Battle. (laughs) Like, whatever. (laughs) So now, drawing-wise, does that change change who you like? Like, do you like drawing someone better than your favorite character in the franchise? Yeah, like, I like like drawing Amy Rose a lot, but Mm. I don't really like her character that much. I like her, but, you know. Yeah. Well, do you prefer Boom Amy's personality or of a game Amy? Hmm. I mean, honestly, uh, game, comic, and Boom Amy are have different personalities. So I, I yeah, would, I yeah. I'm gonna. I prefer Boom Amy. I like In Boom terms Amy. Of personality. I like Boom, I like Boom Amy. I also like Comic Amy. Comic Amy's pretty cool. Game Amy. I think I, comic Amy's my favorite one. Oh yeah, I I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, what's what's your favorite game in, in the franchise? Probably Sonic Three from the you know the original right. set. Is that including and Knuckles or just the three section? Uh, just three. Oh really? <laughs> okay. I'm, most people say three and K. I've never heard someone well, just go cheat. just. They just cheat. Listen, <laughs> they're two separate games. They were meant yeah. to be one. All right. That's but then they were divorced that's because the... they were. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but they still lock on for the kids. Make it good for them. <laughs> oh my gosh! What's your what's your least favorite game? I'm not a big fan of the mobile games. Oh, so what does that does that so mean? So like dash, jump, jump fever, or does that include uh, Sonic Episode Four too? Sonic, yeah, because that was. I, heard, a... I didn't really play that one that much, but I don't remember not liking it. But uh. Yeah, like Sonic Jump and Sonic Dash. I'm like, whatever. I like those. I wasn't a fan of Sonic Jump Fever, the sequel to Sonic Jump. I was started coughing. It's like I I played that and I thought I was gonna have a seizure. Like it's insane. <laughs> like the, the like the colors and stuff. That game is like you're playing on drugs while you play it's it. It's like the original. There was a good amount. Like I love Sonic going Jump. on, and then they just add so much more stuff in. It's like I don't care about any of this. <laughs> when they first released it, you had to start playing as Tails. Like you had to unlock Sonic, and I was like. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say is your favorite level? What level from any game do you find yourself going back to again and again? Uh, let me see. I like a lot of the underwater levels. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're hard. Okay, <laughs> um, as, as you as you said, you're a fan of Sonic 3. How do you pronounce it? Hydro City or Hydrocity? Hydro City. Good girl. Yeah. That's how it should be. <laughs> I, it's, a, it's a total play on words. Uh-huh. No, but I think some people because like because it it's there's no gap between hydro and yeah. city. I always call it hydro city, but some people do pronounce hydro city and they're wrong. That's weird. <laughs> and they're wrong. <laughs> well, it's been it's been proven. Like it, the the original Japanese like lettering, it is hydro city. Yeah. Just whenever they did it in the game, they messed it up. They ruined it. Thanks, Yuji Naka. <laughs> but yeah. So which so would you like so. 
Hydro City or like um, Aquatic Ruin, something like that would be one of your favourites? I think Aquatic Ruin. Oh, really? Okay, so I don't think I've ever heard anyone say Aquatic Ruin. I know, I think, I think everyone's just like, oh gosh, the water levels, I hope I don't drown. <laughs> like, I get, I get hurt but I like palpitations. That. I like keeping Sonic alive. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is real. <laughs> the struggle. I want a t-shirt with, like, the struggle is real. With, and like, then... Sonic and, like, just some air bubbles yeah. just out of reach. You don't quite get to him. What would you say is your favorite level music track? Which one, which level track did you find yourself listening to more than any others? Hmm. <clears throat> it's the first game, but I can't remember. Twilight something? Starlight Zone? Da, 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 da. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Da, 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 da. I love I that love track. That. I yeah. find it a little disturbing that you can just instantly sing that. I, I they played made, that we're, game so much. I'm a Sonic fan. They made me live but we instantly just sing it to you for no good reason. Um, that was part of my vows. What would you say is your favorite moment in the series, this can be say a moment, a scene from the games, an issue of the comic book, an episode of, of Cartoon. the cartoons. Like what? When you think of Sonic, like what moment just stands out to you? It's mm. a tough one. Probably when uh, I think it was Sonic Adventure Two, when Amy uh, talks to Shadow and kind of gets him. I don't know, out of his like emoness, <laughs> can help Sonic save the world and stuff like that. Amy, like the anti-emo. Hey, really? <laughs> I like that scene. I must say, I do prefer that version in Sonic X because Shadow beat the crap out of Chris first. <laughs> Makes it much he needed it. He had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's so mean. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, this, uh, so, favorite, um, going off from that, what would you say, Jeff, of the five cartoons we've had? <laughs> Adventures, um, Saturday Morning, Underground, X, The OVA, or Six, and The Boom Cartoon. Uh-huh. Which would you say is your favorite? Mm. I, oh man, I was so disappointed with X. I really wanted to like it, mm. but mm-hmm. I guess Boom would probably Boom? be my favorite. Yeah, I like Boom. We- I never really was a real big fan of the Sonic cartoons, to be honest. Oh yeah. Yeah. Last uh, what was what was it about you that was a little or what was it about them? <laughs> what's wrong what's wrong with you, Jennifer? Why didn't you like them? I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. I was just getting so defensive. Oh, Garrett's gotta restrain me. Oh dare you hate adventures or something the hedgehog. No, I mean what what was it about the cartoons that was a little uh off putting, I would say. I don't know, they didn't really feel like Sonic, you know? Yeah. yeah, a I lot of people that. always say it was always say, like a cartoon that Sonic was in. Yeah, a lot of people always say Adventures is more like the games than Saturday Morning. I'm like, none of them are at I all would, like it. I would, I wouldn't, but I would say of the original three, Adventures is the closest to the games, just in terms of its setting. He does travel through zones yeah. and he yeah. fights robots. It's you could do it, it, it's closer than Saturday Emmys. Well, yeah, Sat- and Underground, obviously. Like those two are nothing like the games. I think I think Underground is the purest <laughs> form of Sonic. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, what is your favorite individual comic? So, like you know, between the main series, Boom, Universe X, and even including, if you want to, your British, some um, Sonic comic or some of the Japanese mangas. Well, what like would you that's your favorite. I'm British. Say the British. I'm British. Mon- Say the superior British boys. No, I'm joking. Which one would you say was your... Just as... Maybe not so much to work in, but just like in terms of your enjoyment reading them, which would you say was your favourite? 
I enjoy Sonic Universe a lot. I, I never read Sonic the comic. I kind of wish I did because a lot of people talk speak well of it. Maybe I'll I'll try to get it. Um, some I, older issues of that. I, but... I recommend it. It's a damn good book. I find. <laughs> I've seen artwork from it. Yeah. It's awesome. I'd say particularly around the eighties through like one hundred and twenty. I'd say issue eighty between one hundred and twenty. I mean, like, you can't start there because it won't make sense. Yeah. But like the, that's probably when it was at its strongest. Mm. Even like the around issue twenty five with the the Sonic it's CD, a, I would, you know what adaptation. Like, I would say because they, they didn't have any like unlike Arch, like, unlike kind of Archie is now where they kind of have mandates by Sega. Mm-hmm. It's weird because something going on a quick turn and something coming didn't really have any like Sega wasn't pretty much just to do whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like it's I guess not the writer just decided to stick closer to the games. In terms of the ad- adaptations, yeah, like the Sonic CD adaptation is pretty damn close to what happens in that game. Well, it, it's, it, it cuts out a lot of him moving from zone to zone, but like a lot yeah. of the bigger plot points are in that. Well, I have to say, early Archie Sonic was kind of more of a comic for the cartoons than it was ever for the games. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, some like there were adaptation issues, though. I mean, like, the earlier, like, the 21st, 20th issue, are just, like, Looney Tunes featuring Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I, say, I say they're, like, a, a good Archie comic. Like... There, there's like there actually, Archie, like Archie Andrews, yeah, like oh, Archie yeah. Andrews, but with Sonic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Tails is Jughead. Yeah, and actually, you know, I, part of that I really, I, I really find endearing about those early issues. Like, I really, I, I really enjoy them for I that like kind how corny of they are. They're, yeah, they're really corny. <laughs> like they're they're not they're not like terribly like bad as in bad quality. They're just really goofy and weird in that way. Like, because some of the like some of like the first. Five or six issues of the Brit of the British one are just really kind of lame, and then you get Nigel Kitching on it, and it's like it's like completely different and completely better. Yeah, the first like eight issues are kind of weak. It, it, yeah, like, yeah, issue nine is start it, with issue nine, Jennifer. That's the best issue to start okay, with. Okay, that's that's where to start. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the last of these kind of quick fire ones. This is, is a question that has divided fans for fifteen or er, uh, close to fifth, almost almost fifteen years. Almost 15 years. Wow. SA1 or SA2? Wait, what? <laughs> Sonic Adventure 1 or, or Sonic, Sonic Adventure 2? Which do I like more? Yes. Yeah. Probably 2. The interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Only That's because... Really... Do not say Chow Garden. Treasure hunting okay. levels were like shorter. I didn't have to do so many of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's only yeah. why. But they ruined. Like they ruined the, the entire uh, game as knuckles. They ruined the radar, though. You could only find one at yeah, a time. That's true. That made yeah. it longer for me. I, I will levels. say that um, I I I didn't beat Sonic Adventure two for maybe like five to like seven years, oh. and it was because I was stuck on one of the 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 uh, the asteroid where either Rouge or Knuckles is trying to find the Chaos Emeralds or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Like that that took me so long to <laughs> to get past Deep Space Travels. Just, yeah, I just I just I was like I'm done with the Deep Dreamcast. No more. I, I moved <laughs> on. Just smashed it and moved on to the PlayStation 2. Yeah. <laughs> so um Jennifer, if you have a bit of time we have we have we um put out uh tweets on Facebook that we're gonna interview so we have we do have a few fan questions we'd okay. like to shoot you away. We have um now this Entom sixty four asks a question that really isn't something you could probably answer. It's probably more a question for Ian. But he asks, how do you decide which Sonic games to adapt into storylines slash arcs? 
Are there any that just wouldn't work or just aren't important? Yeah, I wouldn't really know that, but from what I do know, I think uh, Sega kind of approaches them and asks them to do stuff. Like, I think for the Sonic Jump and Dash adaptations that I penciled, I think it was more of Sega saying, hey, can you guys do something with this? We want to sell some games. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot. Those were, like, those were those were a long time ago, too. Yeah. And those... those well, Sonic like, Jump was, like, four years ago. Three, four years ago. Yeah. But the comic ad- adaptation wasn't that long, long ago. Yeah, no, it was, it was like, from, like, last year, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. What was it... What it, Now, seeing as you don't like the, um... The, uh... The mobile games as much... You you drew both of those uh, adaptations. Uh, how was it like actually drawing those? Like was that kind of painful or was that? I have to draw this game. Hell no. <laughs> Were you like I'm playing this? I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah, like I was playing the game and trying to get like screen caps to get mm. like the backgrounds that I needed. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't, uh, wasn't so bad. You you would I think, liked it though. You would think Sega would be able to provide you like that's, that's the point. That's so... what I said. <laughs> Google, I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to be fair, they did outsource those to um, Hard Light. I oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Hard Light in hard England, light. so that's why. They're English. They don't know I always either. read it as Shard Light. Shard light. <laughs> it's because their logo is like a H and an S. It's a weird, yeah. it's a weird logo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Timothy uh, Frankos asks, do you have any plans to try and get some of the comic characters into into a mainstream Sonic game? Maybe a spin-off, yes. Jennifer, do you have plans to go to Sega and make a game featuring Sally Acorns? Not at all. <laughs> oh, I thought you were petitioning Sega right now <laughs> with like a, a placard or something. Sign my change.org. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cr- so here's one here's one that you kind of answered before, but um Crunchy asks, which characters would you say are the most fun to draw? Are there any characters you don't like drawing or just find unnecessarily tricky? Mm. Any robots are difficult for me. Any robots? Um, and the girls are easier, and I like drawing them more. I like <laughs> drawing Nicole a lot. I wish I could do more of her. Okay. What is it about robots that is, like, distasteful or hard? Uh, for me, it's like their anatomy is different than, you know, like a, a quote-unquote human character. Yeah. Uh, they don't move, and they don't stand, and... Like, you can't break them down like you can break down an organic character, I guess. Huh. They have joints and, you know, weird movements. For yeah. me, anyway, I guess that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah, especially Orbot and Cubot, because they've got, like, that yeah. weird hunch thing. I love Orbot yeah. and Cubot. <laughs> weird. <laughs> like, they're supposed to fold up, too, and I don't understand where everything... These fold, like, Orbot folds up into a ball, and Cubot folds up into a, a cube. But, I, I mean, it's not like Transformers where I can, like... Be like, okay, I guess I can see how Optimus Prime can transform mm. into a truck. It's like, where do their hands go? Exactly. They, 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 they retract into their body. Maybe they opening? What's the opening intro to Sonic Colors? You see it happen. Yeah, well, I see, I've see seen it happen, but it's them. like, there's there's this hollow uh, like base, hmm. but um, their their chin part goes in there and fills it up. Where do their hands go? Because their hands are almost as big as their faces. Mm-hmm. Megatron turned into a gun that could be held in Starscream's hand. That's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> there was obviously something that miniaturized all of him. What's that happened with their arms? Transformers have access to Gallifreyan technology. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> there you go. 
Eggman needs to get some of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Shattuck Dude asks, were there any parts that made you wonder why isn't this in one of the games? I'm going to assume he's referring to, obviously, the comic book. No, not really. They're, you know, separate entities, so... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alan Winter asks, who was one of the first Sonic characters that you've drawn? Well, Sonic. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know, I just, I find that, I find that very funny. What? Like, who's one of the Sonic characters you, you, you started to draw? The main character. <laughs> I guess maybe that's not true for everybody, but it was yeah. for me. And I was like eight years old, and I even made him like a little girlfriend that looked just like him, but with a bow, kind of like Minnie mm-hmm. Mouse and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> she was just like a blue, you know, hedgehog, but with a bow. <laughs> um, I'd say some of, some of these, I think some of the uh, questions we have don't understand, um, I guess, how, how much how much influence you would have <laughs> on this series. Yeah, I, was re- I read some of those when... Uh, from your Twitter thing, and I was like, yeah, you don't know how comics work. I'm yeah, um, Philip H. Doctor asks, is there not going to be a Mario slash Sonic crossover comic series? <laughs> Jennifer, why hasn't that happened yet? Why, Jennifer, know, why? Man. I'm telling you, the change uh, petition, go sign that. <laughs> Stop holding that back, Jennifer, let it happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, this is it's, it's kind of something you always um, touched on earlier as well, but um, Comet Xing asks, what was your favorite page or pages to draw for the comic. Yeah, definitely, like, the w- underwater scenes of Waves of Change. Like, that one page that you mentioned when Sonic's crazy face, that was, like, the first time that they went underwater with uh, Razor. Um, and then there was another one, I think, in the second scene after that, when they first go into the city and mm. see it for, like, the first time. That was that was cool. I do have to say, like, I think, I think, uh, like, that's page where Sonic's underwater freaking out. I think that really has a lot of sticking power with all, like all the fans because you do such a great job with his expressions. Thank you. Hmm. I mean, that, that's something I've loved about a lot of the artists uh, because these, you know, these big, colorful cartoon characters, which are cert- certain cutscenes in games didn't really take advantage of, but the <laughs> games have always, you know, they're such expressive characters, especially yeah. with... Sonic's eyes are some of the most expressive things of a character in general. Like, mm-hmm. Especially people like you and um, uh, Tracy. Just, you know how to use his eyelids to just get such good expressions on him. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I, and thinking <laughs> of, uh, thinking of uh, like, things that kind of like popped out to me and I, like, I, I, uh, I kind of take with me, like um, out of uh, Sonic Boom 3, when Amy gets her hair uh finds her like they find amy's hammer and amy's got that big um mace thing in her hand like that face on amy i'm like <laughs> i like i fell in love i have with that going off that i think one of my favorite things in the book ever is the um the montage section like the two-page spread <laughs> and it's just when i was reading that script i was like really that's gonna say montage sequence <laughs> montage <laughs> sequence cha-cha-cha montage sequence la 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 yeah yeah i was like my my favorite thing is my favorite thing in this if anyone who hasn't seen it it's it's i don't know that looks this insane but like you have um across the borders you have kind of on the left hand side sonic running up a mountain then on the top he's running underwater then on the right hand mm-hmm. side he's running down a tree then on the bottom side, he's running on the on the ceiling of a cave with like little explorers, like yeah, a white yeah. hat on. 
I love how his entire expression. I'm not sure. Maybe this is just me looking into it, but he just looks. Maybe he's me, but he looks bored while he's while he's looking. <laughs> I just love his expression on it. It's just. I want this frame. Like, I want to blow this up and like frame it on my wall. I love this. So, in, to quickly go off um, on a quick thing, in terms of say, do you, do you find it easier or? So as we said before, like the the personalities in Boom are slightly different. Do you find that, and also the, the, the Boom book in general has obviously gone for a much more comedic edge than say the main series is. Do you find those personalities and the comedic style? Uh, lend a hand in you being able to kind of be more extreme with um, the characters' expressions because there's certain ones like I'm looking at the, the montage section the one with uh, Tails and Knuckles and Knuckles brings a screwdriver and I've never yeah. seen like <laughs> Tails' face he just looks so like, I've never seen Tails look so angry before yeah. in the book <laughs> he's like cursing God <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I like that that book can be you know more funny than yeah the main one no, it's definitely fun to do because I mean like again as we were saying before it, it kind of reminds me as kind of um, you know kind of like the uh, the first couple um, dozen issues of the, the the regular book yeah it was just kind of just like goofy kind of one off like comedic stories it's a little it's got a better plot than those I'd say but... I would say these like I like some of those but these, yeah. this is funny like some yeah. of those were just kind of filled with kind of like bad puns and, and stuff some of the earlier issues I love how new Printings of issue twenty five replace a reference to Princess Die to Princess Leia. Oh yeah, really? I didn't yeah. Understand. In in uh, issue twenty five, uh, Sally says to herself, "I wonder if Princess Die has days like this." And they changed it to Princess Leia, and I'm like, because no one's no no kid is gonna re- remember Princess Die because they weren't born yet. I'm like, yeah, that, doesn't, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Like Princess Die is on a Mobius. They just broke the canon of the book. Actually, Mobius was Earth at one point in the old canon. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't remember? You don't know that? Oh yeah. Let's let's not speak. Okay. That. Let's not speak. That. Back to you. Um, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to ask more about the process of um, of doing finishes because I'm mm. I, I um I don't know if it's it's close to inking or if it's I I, I don't know if there's different ways to do it like. What exactly is the process? Do you get, like, actual pages? Do you get, like, emails being, like, how, this is how I, like, this is a sketch of what I want it to look like? You know, like, email me actual pages. Okay. And, um, when Ryan does the breakdowns, he'll do, he draws them digitally, and Mm. then they print it on a page, and then I draw over it in a pencil. Okay. So you actually draw over it in a pencil? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. And then, do you also ink it then, or...? Or no, was there another uh, inker? Yeah, there's an inker. Yeah, so, but something like, but something like this, um, okay. would it just be because, say, um, uh, would it just be because, say, uh, Ryan Jampel doesn't have time to do the, the kind of, the uh, finished pencils, or just like you just both decided to do it this way? How does, how does like, doing, so doing finishes <clears throat> in general, is it normally just the um, person who does the breakdowns, is just wouldn't have time to do the actual finished pencils? Yeah, I don't... Supposedly, it's, like, supposed to be a faster process. Mm. If you have one person doing... I guess doing the breakdowns digitally uh, makes it quicker. I don't know. Supposedly, it was supposed to make it faster. I don't know how true that is from <laughs> my side of it. Because <laughs> uh, I know when um, I was speaking to Ian about the uh, Genesis arc, apparently Spaz just didn't have time to actually do the finished yeah. pencils yeah. for all four issues. That's why I think Tracy does the last two issues. Mm-hmm. Does the was it the two or three? 
Uh, he did something. <laughs> he did. He worked on it at some point. He did some stuff. Um, <laughs> let me see what we have on face. So, Callum Beckinsale says to you, Jennifer, why do you follow me on Twitter? My Twitter sucks. Okay, actual question. How did you develop <laughs> your art skills over the years? What's that? I'm sorry, I missed it. So he said, how did you de- um, develop your art skills over the years? Hmm. Um, I don't, like I said, I've been drawing since I was way young, <laughs> way back in the day. And uh, I've just been working since then. So, I don't know. Just keep keep going at it. You always learn new things with art. In the immortal words of Dory the Fish, just keep swimming. Yeah, just really. <laughs> Okay, um, again, another question where this person doesn't quite understand your, your role in the book. Uh, Pandan Lee, why did Archie decide to get rid of some of the characters like Mina Mongoose? Yeah, I don't even remember. I think anything like was. that we shouldn't even... Um, I don't even remember who Mina Mongoose was. She was the the singer. Uh, she was the, the girl that ended up being... <laughs> there's a lot of history. Okay, <laughs> so she, But she's uh, she's the rock star. Was that the one who slapped tails? Who started dating? Mm, no, slapped tails. No, that was Fiona. That was Fiona. Oh, there's so many. There's so many different. <laughs> I lose, if you actually did your homework, I lose. I lose <laughs> track of of pre reboot bad stories, man. There's too many characters. Yeah, that's what I think. There's, there's that's why. That's why I'm necessarily I mean, it's only been three issues, but Boom may be my favorite book because there's very few characters and it's just yeah. fun, goofy yeah, stories. Really. Well, if your complaint about the book was there were too many characters, it, it seems like they're trying to build it back up so that there are more characters in it. Yeah. They're building it back up, but Ian knows how to write good, so I give him the benefit of the doubt. Do you know how to speak good? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> one, one quick thing about the, um, the breakdown in issue three is a bit where... Amy gets given a bow, um, and you know, as kind of, of like a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if this was intentional or not, but did you like? Because it to me, I look at it, I'm like, that is clearly Donatello's bow from Ninja Turtles. Was that like something like maybe Ian had written in the script, or was it just you guys just decided, to, uh, oh, like make it look like that? Nah, I don't know. Ryan just drew that, so I, so I don't know. <laughs> I, have to ask him I don't know who track him down. that was. Did you get the script doing um, doing the breakdowns? I do. Okay. But I don't really read it. Shh. <laughs> 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 don't tell anyone. <laughs> so it's something I want to ask. So in terms of, of, say, when you have something like that, how much... So obviously you have to fit the, fit, fit the dialogue in the um in the script so I guess more so when you're working when you're the uh the first pencil when you it's just you working on it how much kind of room do you have to give yourself to think you know obviously the, the speech bubbles have to go somewhere oh yeah yeah so like how, how much is yeah. how, how much does that say like like um an impact on how you have to kind of uh plan like lay out your pages yeah that was part of my problem when I was doing ways of change Paul mentioned that that I didn't leave enough room in some areas mm. So I'm still kind of working on that, but, yeah, it's tough. You have to leave room for that. Is there something that you do as a trick to try to? Um, like, do you do you write, like, write fake bubbles and put them places to see, okay, I can put it here <laughs> and here or something? I wasn't doing that, but when Ryan does his uh, breakdowns, he has them there, so I'm like, maybe I should do that. Huh. He draws, like, the bubbles. Oh, that's cool. To, so. That's cool. I don't have to... I'm, 
there's the, the certain issue like panels kind of every now and again were like being like all the um, characters and the backgrounds would just be kind of like a solid black color. Is that would that be something that say the the, the penciler would come up with, or say would say the ink would just be like I'm gonna have all this in black because I'm looking at on my wall I have a page from Worlds Collide with Eggman and Wily, and there's one panel where they're just completely in in kind of silhouette. So would that be more of the pencilers, I um, yeah. I, like contribution or the inkers? Well, or maybe and I, the I, I feel like that's a very Tracy Yardley thing because I don't know if I necessarily see that with some of the others. There was one in, in I think it was even because in one of the latest issues there was a panel with that. Okay, so I have to I have to find it, but it I mean not to not to like stumble. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, but question. Like, yeah, I mean. but like it kind of happens every once in a while. Is that what it's happening? Like you would decide that, or with the inker, or maybe even the. Um, Person who, uh, like, do you, do you like, fully draw something and then they just black it out and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it depends. Like, sometimes Ian will ask that something is be, will be in silhouette. Hmm. Or, you know, sometimes just as a way of, I guess, making it, you know, quicker to draw. Yeah. It's faster hmm. to do something in a silhouette. Like you say, Tracy does that a lot. And um, it's just a quicker way to put everything on the page and... Yeah, I have two more books that the oldest page of being silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would just be silhouette all the time. <laughs> well, and I, I can I can see where it's a, a really good tool. I mean, it does um, it does make that part stand out a lot, and it also like it creates some nice positive negative space. So. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Well, yeah, I think I mean I, I like it. You know, like, yeah. I think it's it's more effective when it's used sparingly. But you know, like it, you can make have some really good uh, like images with it. I just assume that everything you say is a complaint. <laughs> I think it's the accent. I like it, but it's terrible at the same time. <laughs> I'm English. I'm not allowed to like anything. I can just give backhanded compliments. Well, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but, um... Did you have any, uh, any more questions, Jeffrey? Jeez. Uh... It's like now I'm on the spot and now I have to think of something. <laughs> so, so can you tell us anything? Like we want, you know, we're all friends here. Can you tell us anything about World United? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about it to be honest. I don't. I only know about stuff that I work on. Yeah, I'm okay. only working on that, so I don't know. Do you still do you still um, read the book? Like, are you just say you're a fan of it? Do you still get every issue? Yeah, I subscribe. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Th- and they've been giving me the boom stuff, even the stuff that I wasn't working on, so I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, I don't, Now I'm thinking about the rest of the interview, and I'm like, I don't want to trade on something that I've already we've already covered and you're like, oh man, you idiot. I already answered that. Because, <laughs> um, um, like, I, I look back at, like, Waves of Change, and um, and even, I, th- I think there were some scenes in uh, the Dash um, adaptation, where there's nice, um, there's, like, nice, like, foreground and background, um, like, action. Like, it, it's this nice kind of, um, like, there's this one where uh, Razor is, like, swimming, and I think... Or maybe yeah, and like Sonic's or uh, Sonic and the guys are around him, but then there's it, it just it it pops for some reason. Are there things that when you go into like actually drawing the uh, the page that you're like, okay, I'm gonna do 
some sort of uh, thing to make it really pop, do this thing so it looks, you know... Uh, I feel like I'm convoluting my own question. <laughs> is, there, is there something you do specifically to make to make sure that, say, sometimes the backgrounds look just as good as the foreground? Is that what you're trying to say? That's a good question. <laughs> Uh, um, for Ways of Change, I, um, what's his name? Terry Austin. He had to fix a lot of my backgrounds. Uh, so, if that really pops, that was because of him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shut up, just, oh. <laughs> it's a team effort. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I guess, um, <laughs> like, what did you, what did you learn from that, um, did he, like, give you, like, pointers and stuff after that? He or? did. He was actually really nice. Um, yeah, he did. He gave, he gave me a lot of pointers, which I hope to uh, be able to incorporate. I guess when I do, if I do something by myself again, I'll definitely try to incorporate that. What was, uh, what were some of those uh, things that you're working on exactly? Wait, I'm sorry, what? Oh, uh, like, um... Terry was like, "Hey, you know, you could you could do this a little this way." What were what were kind of the pointers that he gave you? Um, using blacks in the backgrounds a little more. Um, he told me some stuff about texture, huh. um, perspective, okay. lots of different things. And he's like, "Things farther away aren't going to appear as clearly as things closer to the foreground." Stuff like that. Stuff I wasn't really thinking about when I was okay. Yeah. I think that's very like interesting. Mm. Yeah, he sent me he sent me some like very nice emails. I was like, you didn't have to do that. It was really nice of you. <laughs> well, that's so not... I will always speak kindly of Terry. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that that's something because as you said earlier, when you were when you were doing the uh, the finishes over, say Ryan's layouts, how much interaction does the inker have as he's working? Would he sometimes like get in contact with you, or is, is it kind of just like he'll just take it and he'll just kind of do his thing over it? Yeah, I've never really spoken to Anika about anything, so, other than Terry Austin's stuff. I know um, Rick Bryant said he had to ask me something, but I never called him, so I don't know what it was. <laughs> Oops. He's still waiting for you to put him back, Jennifer. He can't finish it out. It still came out. <laughs> no, right? It came out already. I'm sorry. Page four, no inks on it. What the hell? <laughs> It's all in pencil. <laughs> wow, that issue, that issue has a really weird page where it's just like painted. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> uh, no. Like a no, because they've they've done things like that before where they, but it's more like for painted books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think is there one one of the Thor books that doesn't have an ink? Yeah, one of the Thor books. Um, there's been mostly there's been a Conan book, mostly like fantasy books. I find. <laughs> Well, I um I think that brings us to the end of, of our questions, uh, Jennifer. Unless because um, I can't, I think all my questions have been answered. I, I think know? so too. Unless there was something that I wrote that I don't remember. I think no, I think we went through all the okay. uh, all the questions. I think we have everything. Either we are, so it just came up naturally in the uh, conversation. So I want to say, Jennifer, thank you so much for uh, again uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to two nerds. Um, but it was greatly appreciated and we, we really cannot wait to see more of your work so, so you said you've done at least four issues of Boom doing the finishing um, pencils right one came out already you know number three but then there's uh, the one after that and then I think six and seven awesome so yeah looking forward to those 
Awesome, thank you. So again, thank you, and again, thank you so much. And everyone, go out and buy lots of Jennifer Fernandez. Hey, issues. waves of change. Tell them you only bought it because I I worked on it. No, <laughs> tweet, tweet Archie with the hashtag. Give Jennifer more work. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, waves of change is about to come out in uh, in trade. No, it's not. Yes. The chase hasn't come out. The chase hasn't come out yet. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I, okay, the, the solicit is up for waves of change. Yeah, it's going to happen in the, the future. I thought that. Oh my no, god! No, man, the chase isn't out yet in trade. That's why I feel like I'm, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna break my own rule about asking stuff that you probably don't know about. But do we? Is there a reason why? Kind of, I found Archie kind of sometimes takes a while to get their <clears throat> trades out. It's just kind of weird how kind of behind we are in the main, like in the because I think the chase the was, was was pushed back. Because I feel, I feel like it was supposed to come out already. Something was. A lot of their trades get pushed back. Like we should have had like Scored Universe like six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe because they're working on everything. Like it's the same yeah. team that works on everything. So mm. maybe stuff could just get shuffled back. I would imagine the trade is like the last thing that they would do mm. with everything happening. Yeah. But I want to read it now. <laughs> I, I want to ask. Um... Well, you should be reading the individual issue. No kidding. Yeah, Gary. <laughs> shame on you. You can't, you can't get Scourge Universe and individual issues anymore. Go to a comic shop. <laughs> actually, go to Leave a convention. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, actually, I want to ask, since the trade is coming out maybe this year. Hopefully this year. <laughs> um, how, how, how does it feel to, like, you're going to, you've had the, the single issue format, but you're going to have your arc reprinted in this much uh, heftier, nicer kind of format. How does that feel um like you're it's like oh this is the first work i'm doing and now it's going to be in like a nice i guess that already happened though with um uh, sonic select i even had you sign it <laughs> were you the one i met in um yes yes i oh. was now you can be like wow this guy's an idiot <laughs> now you have a face to put with that i just have a bad memory i swear oh it's okay speaking of jennifer i want to before we end i'm to say thank you so much for sending me all the, the um the uh, Sonic Boom pictures you had, I have them all framed. Aww. And I'm about to hang them on my wall. And again, I love the, uh, my favorite thing ever, the uh, picture of Madonna you drew. <laughs> I love that. That's so beautiful. I, yes. I love, because um, I got I got that uh, Bunny and Antoine sketch, and I love your, um, like, pen and ink with the, like, the marker uh, shading. Yes, you could. It's so, it's so pretty. Have you ever, have, have you ever thought, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm so sorry, I scratched you off the best. Have you ever, um, like, want, wanted to do, like, a whole issue where you, like, the inking on the colors? Because, again, your coloring, as Jonathan said, it looks, it's, so, it looks like a nice, vibrant cartoon. Yeah. It looks so good. Thank you, thank you. What'd you say, though? I'm sorry. Did I ever want to color a whole thing? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Matt Herms is much better at that than me. <laughs> well, I think that's um, everything. So, again, thank you. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for uh, joining us. And uh, everyone who's listening, um, please go and follow Jennifer Hernandez. What's your, what are your, do you want to plug some of your social media links? Uh, I guess uh, Twitter is the one I'm most active on. Mm. So I guess you can follow me at uh, ChibiJenHen underscore art. Yeah, and if you if you follow her on Twitter, there's uh, some like she, she'll uh, regularly uh, or there's there's a lot of great artwork up on there. Mm-hmm. Like I said, um, Chibi Steven Universe. I I automatically was like, look at this to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I'm gonna color those eventually. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. 
I love Steven Universe. I do too. It is my favorite cartoon right now. I love it. Probably my favorite. I haven't got cable, so I haven't been able to watch it. I hear it's great. I just haven't been able to watch you it. You should buy it on iTunes. Yeah, that's what we do. Because we sh- you should. Re- you should the DVD's it. coming out too. Yeah. I, I have it. That it's, um, I want it. I love the. I love they did a they did a commercial where they took the Cookie Cat song and they replaced Cookie Cat yeah. with DVD. I'm like, oh yeah. DVD Cat. <laughs> no, it's uh, DVD. It's it's not super duper yummy, because that'd be you, you shouldn't eat DVDs. But that's the words to the other song. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, again, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you again on another episode, hopefully with more people we can interview. That'd be cool. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. If I had to choose between subscribing to an FTCR podcast or giving it a five-star review, or owning a tank, I'd have to think about it.